Hello and welcome to Art in the Trenches, my podcast where I talk about art, contemporary art, my art tours and plein air drawing lessons that I give in Paris and Dublin, and about stuff in the studio um, that might be of interest. So today I'm here in Paris, third day of confinement. Um, So basically, we all have to stay inside except for essential outings to get groceries or go to the pharmacy, walk the dog. Um, And it's it's really strange. Uh, it's a beautiful day out there. I walked the dog and it was really nice. Um, but yeah, this is a strange, strange experience. And unfortunately I can't give my, uh, drawing lessons or my tours at the moment. So I am just working in the studio. So today, um, I thought I would talk about a little bit more about contemporary art and how to understand it and um, just a little bit about what I'm working on in the studio. So I think the point of this podcast is for the people who come to my lessons or my tours um, to help them because a lot of times we'll go into a gallery and sometimes contemporary art is hard to understand so I can address some of the things that come up with that and also to talk about what's going on in the trenches of the art world in Paris and Dublin and what's going on in my studio Um, so that's kind of I guess the three strands of what I'm doing with this podcast and I just want to mention that If anybody who listens to this, be you an artist, an art lover, or just somebody interested in art, um, in any of the things I talk about, if you want to make a comment or correct me, because I'm not an art historian, I'm not an art critic, I'm an artist with a PhD in fine art, but that was practice-based, so I can talk a lot about the art that I make in the studio and about my very specific topic that I did my PhD in, but in terms of general stuff that I'm talking about in this podcast, I'm just uh, putting it all in layman's terms. So I'd be interested if anybody wants to either correct me or make a comment. So the way you could do that is leave me a message on my Instagram, which is Dr. Of art separated by underscores. So, doctor underscore of underscore art. Uh, so, apparently, you can leave a voice message on Instagram. And if you do that, I can play that message and then respond to it on this podcast. So, I'm just putting that out there um, in case uh, anybody had a question or anything, had any topic they wanted to either ask me about or comment on, that would be really fun. Um, So anyway, today I was continuing to read um, the textbook that I've pulled out of storage on contemporary art by Terry Smith. And 
it's helping me to kind of dig into contemporary art and understand it better um, and communicate that for for the people who go on my tours. So the the section of the book that I've just kind of browsed through talks about one of the three strands of contemporary art. So the three strands are continuation of modernism, um, post-colonial art, which is always to do with issues, be they issues of identity, nationality. It's very local. It became uh, mainstream in a sense in the maybe 70s and 80s, but really in the 90s. Um, And then furthermore, the final strand is contemporaneity, which is responding to the way we live today, uh, where the concerns are global. So like the coronavirus would be an example of that. Um, we're tuned in globally, even though we're experiencing things locally and the, the issues and the disconnect that we experience, even when we're so connected is very much the topic of, um, the art, contemporary art strand of contemporaneity. So anyway, back to the first strand, which is a continuation of modernism. Basically, Terry Smith uses Picasso as the most prominent figure of modern art and talks about um, how he plays around with the figure and in his later work, which would have influenced artists and been kind of the gold standard in the 80s, which is when I had my first foray into art school, and that was certainly true. Um, Majoring in painting, like Picasso would have been held up as one of the greats that you would maybe copy his painting as an exercise in class, which I did. Um, And I actually remember being told I must copy a painting of my choice of Picasso and of Cezanne. So in my case, I didn't care for Picasso because I thought his paintings seemed ugly and I I thought they seemed hateful. I didn't like the way he painted women. And so I chose a painting of his from his blue period. And I love those paintings. Um, They're paintings of figures that look like maybe they're carnival workers and they're standing around uh, and they seem like really beautiful and poetic to me. So I copied one of those paintings, even though my teacher was disappointed. He didn't think that would have been one of his most interesting paintings. But what I know about Picasso, because here in Paris, um, this is where he was situated in his young art career anyway, I'm not sure about later, but he had this studio there and he did his blue period there based on, I think he was torn up over a friend who committed suicide because they were both after the same girl or the same girl was after Picasso, but the friend liked her. I forget the the whole story, but the blue period was just his period where he was traumatized over that personal experience and whoever it was that was sponsoring him did not understand what he was doing like this was not okay he needed to be doing his avant-garde cutting edge uh, paintings 
So anyway, that's just my personal experience of Picasso. But following Picasso, um, abstract expressionism and geometric uh, abstraction was the mainstay of modernism at that stage. And then, according to Terry Smith, uh, the segue was into um, late modernism. And that's where you see what was considered the the cutting-edge great art of the day, breaking away from, really, from painting altogether. And, no, that's not true. There was still painting, but it was quite different. Uh, So pop art, photorealism, minimalism, and then land art, uh, environments, happenings, performance art, art povera. When you get into the late modernism, it breaks into this kind of transformation where it was no longer the artist working in the studio, (coughs) developing as kind of a creative genius it became more of a response to social issues. So this is the segue uh, from late modernism into what the next strand of contemporary art is, which is uh, the more socially engaged practices that are concerned with issues. So that can be helpful when you go into a gallery and you don't understand when you're, what you're looking at. Um, to just think about those two categories. It's it's interesting and it's good to uh, look at it. So applying this to what I'm doing in my studio, uh, because I can't go on the art tours uh, in, while we're in this confinement, I went ahead and looked at the work of one of these artists that Terry Smith says replaces the Picasso approach to things in late modernism and uh, that would be Morris Lewis and the example of the painting was called Unfurled and so I did a little painting inspired by this Unfurled where it's just I think he just poured uh, color and there's a lot of white on the canvas and it's just about the vivid hues of the color and the pouring of the paint so I just for fun did this with my set of watercolors and I posted it on Instagram and then from there I went on to apply this kind of aesthetic or vibe whatever you want to call it of color to a figure painting that I was um planning to do based on a sketch I did from life drawing. So what I want to say is if you were signed up for one of my plein air drawing and and now it's canceled or if you just would like to try something because you're in confinement yourself, um, I would just give you this tip about this can be used for any type of painting but it's one of the first sort of lessons I give when I'm doing the plein air painting and that is to think about what you're using, your wrist, your elbow, or your whole arm when you're making the mark. So when you start out with plein air drawing, um, you you want to get your big shapes in first. Like, let's say it's a big building, a street going off into the distance with figures and all these other details, you know, windows and awnings and all the different things that maybe trees you want to capture but the big shapes are 
really you want you can get those in really quick and you're going to use your whole shoulder to make those movements because if you try to make um those big shapes with your wrist you won't be able to do it because you can't make straight bold lines they'll be a cue so as an exercise and you can apply this to anything you're drawing but you want to start out and make sure you're moving from your shoulder and you can do this even if you're sitting down just pay attention when I uh, made these sort of poured they weren't poured I did them with a brush but the ones inspired by Morris Lewis's unfurled even though this was an 8 by 10 sheet I used my shoulder to move and make these uh, long strokes of pure color and if I hadn't they wouldn't I couldn't have done it it would have been like too jiggly and it just wouldn't have worked so for your bold big strokes that are creating like the underlying framework you use your uh, shoulder then when you start to get in the detail and for the figure I started to get into a little bit phase two let's say uh, where I did some finer marks and from for that I moved from the elbow and then there I got into a little bit of detail and from there I moved from the wrist so um, if you're home and you've got a little set of watercolors or even just a pencil and paper try it out it's it's good open your window and just start sketching make your first marks moving from your shoulder your your next layer of marks from your elbow and then when you're satisfied you've got the basic stuff sketched in like a few you know squares for your buildings some big branches and for your trees um, and then you go and you can start doing your details and from there you can move from your wrist so that's actually um, a lot of fun to do and I am gonna get back to work Thank you so much for listening and I will check in again tomorrow or maybe the next day. Thanks for listening. Bye.